Welcome everyone to Hacked in the Dark, a podcast featuring Forge in the Dark games and their designers. I'm Justin. And I'm Jacob. And we have a special episode today where we're actually streaming live. Uh, and this may be a guestful episode if, if we have people call in, or it may be a guestless episode, depending. It's early in the morning yep. here on the Pacific Coast. So, Jacob, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about the Unusual Suspects Jam and our favorite playbooks and crew books from it. So it just concluded a couple weeks ago uh, with over 100 mm-hmm. entries, and I'm sure we've all got our favorites. And if you have favorites watching at home live, feel free to say in chat or call in through our Discord where I posted the link to call in. Or even if you're listening to this later, feel free to like talk about it on our Discord channel. Mm-hmm. Welcome new people, even if they just want to you know, wax philosophical about about their favorite special ability or the implications for a particular crew book etc yeah if you're not aware of the jam this was a uh, month-long ish jam on itch.io uh, you can actually find it at the address uh, itch.io backslash jam backslash unusual dash suspects dash a play a dash playbook dash jam mm-hmm. or if you want to find my itch.io, uh, sorry, moth-lands.itch.io, uh, and you click on any of my most recent playbooks, you can you can see that they were entries in the jam and click from there. Also on Twitter, if you search for hashtag unusual suspects, the latest entries will probably be involved with the jam. I'm sure there's other uh, junk in there as well, <laughs> because you can't really help that on Twitter. Right. But... Yeah, so we're just going to be waxing on about some of our favorite entries and the jam in general today. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's got their own favorites, and so many people submitted them. I was really impressed at how many people submitted their own ideas and how completely different some of them are. It was kind of shocking to me because, like, I've I've participated in a couple of jams on itch.io, and it was definitely you know if you consider it in in the vein of a game jam even though these were playbooks and, and hacks of Blades in the Dark, it was really successful. Some of the best indie tabletop jams get less submissions than this. <laughs> now, yeah. admittedly, it might take a little more time to design a whole game in right. some cases right. uh, but uh, than a playbook. That said, one of the things I kind of want to highlight early is just some of the people who, who were frequent submitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only got <laughs> who actually, one. like, yeah, who, who contributed multiple... Uh, items to the jam but before i do that um i want to acknowledge that even though this is a playbook jam and and Krubix, you know were also specifically called out as something we wanted as well some people went above and beyond and they made like little supplements for the game and and what have you and i wanted to just mention a few of those as kind of the first highlights uh briefly even if we don't go over them in in depth so to speak so one one of the very first entries actually was the jackpot, which is a supplement by Bad Quail Games. Uh, it's actually one of the entries that we got that technically has been released before, but we allowed for that in the jam. Uh, part of the idea is to allow unusual suspects to be a reservoir for playbooks if people want to use it like that. So in fact, even now you can technically email me or or get in contact with me, and I can add them to the jam posthumously. I've seen one or two people on the Discord starting them now and wondering about that too. So, uh-huh. yeah, definitely refer them to me because it's it's really easy to do. And uh, you know, we we did reach 101 entries at the end of the jam, but we're already at 102. So, mm-hmm. so 
you can you can definitely re- still submit entries to the jam uh, just as a way to kind of make them easy to find. And the, it is great for that. I'm not super familiar with jams in general, but I mm-hmm. know you know next time I play blades, I'm definitely going to look just at the jam and scroll through and pick out some of my favorites. Uh, Same. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about those in depth shortly. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea how Um, they interact with each other, but we'll see. So I'm sure, Jacob, that you have your own entries you want to talk about. I I do want to talk about some of these uh, cool, like, hacks of the game that people people did. Um, Like I said, one of them is the jackpot, which Mm -hmm. is a playset by Bad Quail uh, Games. And this is a playset that actually brings a lot of the standard mechanics of Blades into the future into the year 2040 X. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's a crew, it's, it's a crew book and some playbooks, I believe that basically reimagine the setting of the game in the near future. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, but if you've ever been interested in like a, you know, cyberpunk, but blades, mm-hmm. like that's not a bad place to start because it's just so simple of a conversion. There are some extra mechanics, but they're all contained within these playbooks and crew books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really clever. Mm-hmm. So before I get into what I submitted and my favorites, again, because I'm not super familiar, I haven't done jams before, I tried one and did not complete something in time. <laughs> <laughs> so you said this is more successful, you'd say this is probably more successful than average, or? I would say this is a really successful jam, and I think a big part of that was due to uh, actually the support from people on the Discord and the larger community. If you go to the jam submission page the the overview page you'll note that there's a bunch of resources on the bottom for people to actually create their playbooks and that's not just i'm not just talking about the affinity publisher templates that i did there's there's like a bunch of links there including uh templates for indesign uh google docs playbooks Mm -hmm. there's even a scribus Mm -hmm. template if you use scribus to if you want to use scribus to do your playbooks so people made it easy for people to others to submit yeah projects i think even if outside of the bounds of a gem if you're a designer and you have any interest in having other people make playbooks for your game releasing templates like that i'm sure would be hugely helpful i think it's absolutely yeah i think it's very important um with the experience i've had from this jam uh Mm -hmm. i after i related the affinity affinity publisher templates i was shocked at how popular they were Mm-hmm. For one, they're still they're still one of my like highest downloaded items right now. Sure. Uh, you know, over a month later, and for the jam, you know, not everyone used Affinity Publisher because not everyone uses Affinity Publisher, but mm-hmm. most people used one of these templates that people mm-hmm. made for for their entries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I submitted the drowners mm-hmm. for this playbook. Um, which was an idea. Yes. I threw a couple of ideas out on the Discord, and this is the one that people go to to most. And I, they also helped me with the name. They are. It's a crew book, so you are all part of the Drowners. You are divers in the depths of the what's called the Void Sea. Mm-hmm. There are rules optionally for either the Void Sea or the canals, depending on how hard you want to dive. And I had a ton of fun with that. It was the first yeah. crew book or playbook I had made. I've made mm-hmm. supplements mostly for like D and D before, but like for mm-hmm. blades, it was the first I had done. And honestly, coming up with the opportunities was the most fun part. Just that is really fun. That's surprisingly a fun element of it, isn't it? Yeah, just all the things you mm-hmm. could be doing in the depths. 
I had so much fun. It's it's the one thing that doesn't even show up on like the the printed mm-hmm. sheet, but in the playbook, it's actually really fun to do those those opportunities that kind of really. If you've never looked in the book at the playbooks, definitely do that because yes. uh, there's lots of cool stuff in there, and for playbooks as well that isn't in the printable sheets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know generally good advice. There's so much in the book that. If you just look at the quick sheets, you're going to miss out. So yeah, I have all the things that you need for a playbook, for a crew book, sorry, including contacts, which one of them was one of the mods from the Discord uh, wanted to just be a contact. So <laughs> there's uh, a voidal <laughs> leviathan for um, she who ships in the dark. And the opportunities, like I said, my favorite from that was before the Great Deluge, a lighthouse, uh, or during the Great Deluge, a lighthouse fell in ah. the sea. Uh, and has started flashing again an SOS. And what do you do with that? We've got at least one person in chat um, mm-hmm. who, yeah, agrees. Free lamp. I can't remember if that's uh, Travis from the Vergence game as well. The expanded contact and item list. We've got Zounds. I'm not sure who that is. I have not seen you in the stream before, but welcome. Um, we welcome one and all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, as people come in, if you're interested in uh, calling in and talking about any of your favorites, or if you just want to talk in chat, I've got information on the Discord. Join us on the Discord. Go to the uh, Act in the Dark production channel, and uh, there's a link there to call in and chat for a couple minutes about what your favorite is. So what about you, Justin? What did you submit? Well, uh, of course, as I was kind of the impetus for this jam and, and the design, you know, creator, I was I got very inspired as it went on, I had actually only planned on submitting one uh, playbook to this jam, but I ended up submitting, I believe, three. <laughs> so, so, uh, and I ended up also helping someone with um, a pretty significant project that I'll talk about a little later. So I submitted, my first was the Stitcher, which was uh, an idea I had had for a custom playbook. I like, you know, I kind of have my own philosophy with my custom playbooks. I did the Sleuth a while ago, which got some attention. And the Stitcher is kind of a follow-up to that in the same vein, you know, with the same philosophy. The idea is that I like playbooks that feel like they could be in the base game, mm-hmm. potentially. So the Stitcher is kind, is is a talented fixer and a philosopher charlatan. Uh, they are someone who is street smart. Mm-hmm but also very intelligent and have a lot of like have, have their own kind of expertise. Uh, they can be a jack of all trades in some cases, but there's someone who's kind of bought into their own bullshit in, in a good way, like, right. In a way that like gives them confidence to succeed. They can be a, a physician of sorts. If they want, they can be a kind of a charlatan grifter if they like, but the idea of, of them is, is inspired in me by, um, what I know personally about turn of the century, turn of like the, the 19th century, 19th, 20th century physicians, which is to say like, and, and philosophers, which is to say self uh, self-made people who have learned a lot of things in books, but probably don't have a lot of practical experience or real know-how when you consider like modern day medicine and, right. and, and surgical techniques and uh, stuff like sure, that. Yeah. Yeah. More like craftspeople, than like PhD students sure, right. <laughs> kind of a thing. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what I imagine uh, this character to kind of represent. There's someone who really wants, is very ambitious, 
but comes from low a, a low background, like most people in Blades. Yeah, and one thing I love about all of these playbooks, and that kind of makes me think as well, is that they're not just... You could play a similar character as a leech, perhaps, but because mm-hmm. you've you've come up with all the specific rules and setting and everything for it, it is really mm-hmm. its own character, and it um, is not the same as just trying to roleplay a different playbook in a way you want. You've got the actual mechanics yeah. for it. Yeah, I think one thing to point out with the jam is, you know, even though I have my own philosophy about creating playbooks, I really, really, really enjoyed seeing what other people's philosophies were. So we one person I wanted to highlight was Scotto, who I believe is on the Discord, who created a series of playbooks inspired by the 50s monsters universe by like the Hollywood monsters of old. So there's there's a Gilman, Gil, a Gilman, you know, the uh, and there's basically like a a Frankenstein's monster or Frankenstein's monster's bride uh-huh. uh, playbook, essentially, uh, among others. And these are very tropey and fun playbooks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they definitely fit outside of the maybe the philosophy of the base game, but they totally work in like a in in their own sense of being kind of a, a thematic uh, grouping of playbooks. Right. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. still see them. It might change what Duskfall looks like, but you could still see them in the setting and in the game. Yeah, and we got a lot of that where we, we would see one submission that people liked or there was like one thread of conversation on the Discord and people would create multiple playbooks off of that. I kind of wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. Drowners. Yeah. Was it inspired by people being like, oh, I really love, would love a nautical themed, you know, playbook or a crew book or whatever? No, I think I had the idea said something mm-hmm. about it and then uh, not to like toot my own horn i think that that started some of the like nautical theme ideas mm-hmm. uh around the same time um someone else who was it who made the eel uh which is a individual drowner playbook um had basically the same idea i did at the same time so i think it was just there for a lot of people to latch mm-hmm. onto. And I will try to look for who that is so I can give them credit, but I can't remember off the top. Yeah, I believe that the eel was submitted as something else if my if my control F abilities uh don't fail me. But I do remember it being submitted. So it could also have been uh one that was like taken down to revise or something. Yeah, possibly. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that one. I also like that one. But yeah, there there ended up being multiple nautically themed yes. <laughs> playbooks submitted as a result of that conversation, which I really loved. Mm-hmm. And brings up the idea that like one thing I need to do eventually is go through the jam and kind of I would love to make little groupings because uh, you can make collections oh, in sure. Itch.io to make like little grouping collections of similarly themed playbooks. Some, um, someone started to do that, not in itch, but just mm-hmm. in like a spreadsheet of like supernatural ones versus yes. like scoundrels and so on. Yeah, I should get in contact with that person and see if I can maybe even post it to the jam page. Yes. For whenever people look through it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, other groupings that we found, Jacob? The ink rakes and journalists, and um, mm-hmm. uh, there was like a um, paparazzi type one, I think. That was kind of I think there's three three different journalism crew books that are all different. Uh-huh. Yeah. That yeah. was fascinating. <laughs> I can see the appeal of that. I love like the idea of being uh like having an excuse to get into the weeds of all of the politics and stuff going on. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's as as legitimate a crew book as, you know, 
smugglers right or what have you yeah Uh uh-huh yeah and we see three different takes on it one of which is kind of more traditional you know at least for the city of duskfall Mm -hmm. one of which is like paparazzi-esque and then another one which actually is another playbook that takes blades into the future right Uh (laughs) once again so uh we you have very three very different takes on the same idea i could even see like a universe where you had the you know the ink rakes versus the night crawlers sure right right uh-huh. <laughs> that would be interesting uh, yeah 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 maybe they should even be like different factions in the same setting kind of a thing yeah uh and if you play as one your your biggest competition is the other that would be fun. uh yeah i could see that i included some factions in the drowners as well for other nautical i looked through the factions of blades and mm-hmm. a handful of them apply to like a nautical theme but i felt like so many of them didn't i had to include some to make up for that so mm-hmm. my favorite one of those is a tier i forget if it's zero or one um th- uh basically like uh pita except for leviathans like leviathans deserve <laughs> to uh live without being molested and killed and hunted that actually especially if you bring in like a religious angle there that actually makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense yeah potentially in this universe other games um, we saw were a lot yeah. of uh, urchins and that kind of thing as well Oh yeah, I loved those mm-hmm. actually because that, that just makes so much sense uh, to have something like that. We we have an urchin's crew, but we also had I think a couple different takes on like a, a child or or a young a young man or right. woman yeah. or what have you as as a playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also our own Ray did a a vagrant playbook that's not that's just about you know they they do things you know they're a scoundrel themselves right. Mm-hmm. They can, right. you know, the, the homeless folks of Dustfall are considered scoundrels by probably the public. So why shouldn't they have their own playbook? To... <laughs> Ray, I see Ray just come, came on the chat too. So we just mentioned you. Excellent. Yeah. Do we want to, do they, does he, she, they want to talk about their playbook? You are more than welcome to call in uh, Ray or <laughs> Yeah, if you call in, feel uh, free to Or enjoy. just chat about what you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And as we move on. We'll come back to the chat and, you know, catch up. Yes, mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I don't know if you have the chat open, Justin, but he, yeah. I actually don't because it's hard <laughs> yeah. to concentrate on all the stuff at the same time. I get that. And I have one screen. Um, so if you're interested in calling in on the uh, Discord, the Hacked in the Dark production mm-hmm. channel, there is a Hangouts link, or not Hangouts, sorry, uh, Meet. Uh, Google Meet link, just click that and you'll join the same call we're on. Turn your camera off so you don't mess up the overlay, and I'll let you in, talk for a minute, and then kick you out. <laughs> Any good comments from the chat, Jacob? Mostly. So, uh, Treelamp says, though I can't remember the context, like the the idea of, of, oh yes, of fitting your playbook into the theme of Blades and having it feel like it belongs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think I'm very excited about all the people who kind of threw that out the window, but a lot of people... Uh, did agree with that? Here's Ray. <laughs> Hi, Ray. Welcome. Caller. Hey. Um, what did you really say? love glasses, Jacob? Really love the hair. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Ray, what did you submit to the jam? I submitted two playbooks. I did one called the Vagabond, I think, which was just mentioned uh, about being basically um, sort of 
a homeless wanderer on the streets of Duskfall. Kind of had fun with that one. And, and then I did one called the Quitodian, who was basically kind of a everyday corporate office worker type of person in Duskfall, which I figured would exist. But it was heavily inspired by um, what we do in the shadows, the the vampire mockumentary on FX. So I had a bit of fun with that one, too. Very cool. Yeah, I was excited for that one, too. That one seemed like a I could see someone with that kind of day-to-day jobs, you know, on the weekends doing some smuggling or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So so funny thing about that one is it was actually inspired by a playtest of Neon Black by mm-hmm. Socrates at, on the Discord. And he had, uh, he was messing around with various employment and unemployment special abilities and mechanics. And I was sort of a guinea pig where during session zero, he was like, I would really appreciate it if someone picked um, unemployed as as a uh, as a ability. So I did that, and in that game, um, at, at least at the time, the version I played, it was if you were by standard, you only have one downtime action, but if you're unemployed, you had two downtime actions. And it was kind of funny. It led, it led to some interesting situations narratively too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I wasn't aware of the inspiration for the quotidian. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I can see a number of inspirations from various media properties in in the playbooks because I I did look at all of them at least a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> like all 102 of them because mm-hmm. I was doing a little review on Twitter uh, of every playbook or at least a little like you know preview in what you can do in 240 characters with a with a link uh, as well and there was a lot of like really good playbooks that were kind of obviously inspired by the same kind of media that blades is inspired by. I think John has been pretty clear that blades is inspired by like various serial television properties and what have you. And so um, I, I could see a number of, of playbooks and crew books that kind of brought it into a different property, which was, which was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, while we have you on, did you have any favorites that weren't yours? Favorites that weren't mine. I really liked uh mother by uh by high respects by david um mm-hmm. really cool there's a couple more let me let me bring up the page so i can refresh my memory sure mm-hmm. while while you're looking at that i know some other groupings that i really appreciated seeing i, I talked about the the 50s movie monsters mm-hmm. earlier but mm-hmm. monsterish playbooks were a huge thing sure. in this jam there were you know definitely over a dozen of them or so and in fact there's some talk about like you could probably do a monster campaign. Right. Um, and in fact, someone did a crew book specifically for that. Um, I so, I saw one for that. Yeah. Yes. I think it's really cool. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. It's one of the later submissions. But yeah, someone basically did. Yes, The Haunts by Adam Dixon. Mm-hmm. The Haunts is a crew book specifically for playing out your own kind of Halloween inspired <laughs> monster campaign. Mm-hmm. So, so if you ever want to do a really weird Adams family esque campaign, you might consider the haunts. Awesome. This is so insane. I'm looking at the, uh, page, the jam page right now and there's so <laughs> many of them I don't recognize. And I was, I was like, so on top of it for, for the first basically three weeks of the, the jam, but I didn't really look <laughs> at it last week or so, but man, there's, there's a lot of stuff on here. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, in the last week, we got, like, 50 submissions. Yeah. Which is normal. Like, you know, most people submit projects later in the jam. But, yeah, we got, like, half our submissions later on. 
And one thing I liked is I think a lot of the early submissions were specifically from the Discord, but we very, towards the end, we got a lot of folks who were from Twitter or from Itch.io submitting projects that I had never seen before. And one thing I want to say I'm really happy about for the jam is seeing how many people created an Itch.io account specifically to submit yeah. <laughs> a playbook, because that's like a, that's your first step into like being uh, you know, a legit designer. I hope a few of you even got some like kickbacks in terms of tips for your playbooks because that that's you deserve it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah definitely a lot of a lot of people put a lot of effort into these and you can tell mm-hmm. okay i have a couple mm-hmm. so i really like asopian's playbooks i think um mm-hmm. I, I really like the way he designs special abilities i think he's got a really really nice grasp on sort of what what works and and what what affects things narratively i just i always felt like his playbooks have like a nice kind of like unctuous or quality to the way they're designed. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the prints, which I think was the first one submitted. Yes, that was the first actual playbook that wasn't like a art, something that someone had already created. I think it was yeah. technically the second entry, but it was the first playbook of the jam. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting because I basically, the you know, the, it's the prints, and then I basically right after submitted the Vagabond, which is the popper. So it was kind of like a weird <laughs> kind of nightgeist-y mm-hmm. kind of thing. That would be an interesting, like, two-person crew or something. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and the prince has to pretend that they're... Yeah, right. <laughs> that, they're, that they know anything about the Vagabond's experience. That's yeah, cool. I also really yeah. love the um, the crew sheets, the, the newspaper one specifically, mm-hmm. the newspaper. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really cool. A couple of the crew ones were really, really interesting, and I think opens it up. I think, like, overall, it's just uh, all of it kind of really inspired my imagination because I'm... I'm one of the people, the people in the Blades in the Dark community who, you know, was not like dark kind of steampunk fantasy is not really my native genre. So mm-hmm. it's not like Blades in the Dark is not something I would have like kind of just been interested from like a cover standpoint or just like a genre standpoint. But, you know, mechanically, it's it's so engrossing. So, you know, joined the, you know, been engrossed in the community and whatnot. But seeing all of the playbooks and crew books here, really opened up the possibilities in my mind that sort of just so many interesting ways that you can take the city of Duskfall and, and the characters in it. And uh, that for that, I really appreciated the chat. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Same. So we've got someone in chat who says that they've already had a few players bring these into games since someone's playing a Desperado in their Wednesday game. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, I was looking at That's amazing. Uh-huh. That's another one that like is kind of... Uh, is on the border of very thematic with blades and also brings in some tones from like Westerns and that kind of thing. Very cool. Yeah. One thing that's really, was really cool to me was, you know, the quality of the playbooks was great right from the start. (laughs) And you could tell from how quickly some people submitted that they already had these ideas in their head. Right. You know, it's pretty clear to me that the prince, which was submitted in the first days (laughs) was something (laughs) that someone had been thinking about for a while. Yeah. Right. uh, Before, before this jam appeared and they just needed a little impetus to, to post it, mm-hmm. which was cool. So we thank Ray. Uh, anything else you want to shout out before we? Yeah, thank you, Ray. Shout out to both of you for doing an awesome <laughs> job of, of fostering Hacked in the Dark and the community as a whole. I mean, uh, Justin, especially with the gem. I mean, I think pretty much this was the most activity in the Blades in the Dark community in at least a year or two, right? Because of the gem. So yeah, awesome job, both of you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, I'll talk to y'all later. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us.
some sorry to interrupt someone else says uh uh, John the Scroll says that it was a great opportunity. I know it encouraged me to make a playbook for the first time. Uh, John, I'm curious which one you made, and I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah, I'm curious about that too. <laughs> whenever you learn, whenever you learn, uh, give it, post it, and give it a give it a shout out so we can we can we can talk about it briefly. One thing I want to talk about is a few people actually submitted. You know, technically we have 102 entries, mm-hmm. but in fact, some people went kind of above and beyond and submitted multiple playbooks in a single submission yeah so uh we have a few collections for that one that some people might be interested in is if you are also someone who is interested in the spire or heart which are different games than blades in the dark (laughs) but but have some similar themes one person let's say what their their itch name is uh no true indian submitted blades in the spire which is a collection of playbooks that are basically a conversion from Spire to Blades in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever wanted to play out a game in that universe, in the Spire universe, which, you know, the Spire books are really beautiful and they have their own interesting universe that has some some connections with the Blades universe thematically, you can do that now in Blades in the Dark with these playbooks, yeah. which is really cool. That's very cool. So yeah. John came back so that they submitted the Virtuoso, which was one I was also excited ah. about. Uh, that's excellent great good submission <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one all right zown says again a player in their campaign asked to play the book they submitted so now they're having to live with their own design choices <laughs> <laughs> that's actually fantastic yes <laughs> um i've i hadn't thought about that like i've kind of maybe wanted to do that a couple of times if mm-hmm. i ever get another blades campaign but then I, realizing that i would then have to if I have a problem with anything mechanically in the playbook, I only have myself to blame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's an interesting dilemma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about Blades is that unlike something like D&D, it, like balance isn't a huge deal. So, no. you know, I imagine some of these might be stronger than others mm-hmm. in quotes. I'd like nothing's going to break mm-hmm. your game, really. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the balance in Blades is self-imposed mm-hmm. or just by, you know, you follow the principles of the game as opposed to the mechanics in some yeah, cases. Right. Sure. You know, if someone if someone uh, power games a little bit and gets four dots and multiple things, you just kind of have to balance that with, with you know, their honor. Exactly. <laughs> less, yeah. less than like imposing restrictions on them. Yeah, right. Continuing with like the multiple playbooks and submissions thing, mm-hmm. uh, Cat Island Games submitted, if you're into Cthulhu, they submitted Mythos Forged, which is a uh, playbook and sub- playbooks and supplements to bring Mythos Horror into the Blades universe. It was a late submission and a really cool and and like fully realized one that you might be interested in. Also, some amazing art choices mm-hmm. nice. on this. Um, lots of That's lots of maniacally fun. laughing people <laughs> <laughs> in this in this playbook submission. Nice. I love all the, the art people put so much effort into so many mm-hmm. so good. I haven't dug too much into the nitty gritty of most of them. So I haven't no. seen what kinds of this is kind of answering what Ray asked, what kind of themes there are in the actual design of the playbooks. I don't know if you've looked closer to see like that wow, that's a fascinating question. Um you know I've looked at a lot of the playbooks, but it's like it's hard to read in detail, you know, every detail right. for every one of them. Yeah. I've at least glanced over them and that's a good question i would say it really is different depending on the designer some designers are more comfortable kind of remixing uh 
uh, abilities that already exist and we welcome that. And that still, um, what I learned is that it still can result in very different themes for your playbook, mm-hmm. which is important. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, there's some, there's some publics that were even almost entirely basically abilities that already exist in blades, but the way that they had remixed them was such that I felt they were legit their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least it got across the concept that, that the designer was, was going right. for. Yeah, and that's a totally legitimate thing too to say. Like, mm-hmm. the only reason why the playbooks, the core playbooks in Blaze, are the way they are is that's just the ideas John Harper had. But if you have an idea for something else mm-hmm. thematically, you know, and you just want to take all the abilities, that's also totally legitimate. You're making your own set right. for someone to play. Yeah, but there were people who were very creative with their ability creation one that i'd like to highlight you know we're we can kind of just wander into favorite playbook territory sure. here maybe a little bit sounds good one that well content warning for this one uh includes clowns because it is the clown mm-hmm. so you might want to if you hate clowns you might want to tune out we're not going to flash any imagery on right. here or whatever but a shockingly good playbook that i think every a lot of people agree is like wild weirdly good uh submission was the clown mm-hmm. um which is by uh, Strix is their is their Ichio mm-hmm. uh, title, and uh, the clown just has some like amazingly good abilities that are both surprisingly disturbing in some cases. One example is the, cl- the probably the best example is clown car. You may push yourself to do one of the following: hide yourself in an impossibly small space or emerge from somewhere you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Spend one stress for each additional feature. You can bring your friends. You don't bring something with you from the space between. Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So it's it's a playbook that has humor right. uh, in it that you wouldn't necessarily even have to play this thing as a, cl- a literal clown. But if you're going to play this playbook, you kind of are bringing humor to the game, right. which is uh, desirable in some cases. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Along those humorous lines, I know it was talked about a bunch in the discords, the goat herder. Um, yes. And it's been a bit... The result of a running joke, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people had lots of ideas, you know, um, goat voice and such things where you're replacing ghost <laughs> with a goat, and then that's the flavor. Um, I thought yes. A de- imagining a duskfall haunted by goats. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to. I wonder what attuning is about. Is that like, are you attuning to the goat's milk? Is uh, that what the ectoplasm is in that case? Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to think about it too right. hard. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> returning, returning to Ray's uh, thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, question a little bit. So one submission I helped with that I'm, I, I'm kind of, I'm proud of. I helped do layout for and and uh, and art for the Scovlin playbooks by mm-hmm. Fernando. Mm-hmm. Fernando. Uh, I believe this is a first-time designer, and he had contacted me on a Brazilian designer who who contacted me on on Twitch uh, mm-hmm. for some help with some things. And in in helping him, I kind of started to get in with the design of the playbooks in a little bit. So I, I ended up doing editing and and help help. But he actually designed like a number of playbooks. I I'm trying to think it's like six or seven playbooks mm-hmm. for the supplement. And this is a this is a playbook supplement that reimagines blades in a scovlin setting mm-hmm. with scovlin playbooks now you can you can kind of take one or the other like you could use these playbooks in duskfall if you want 
mm-hmm. for if you have like skill hunters, but it really like reimagines what would you know if if we had if we took the original playbooks and reimagined what would the Scovland version of that be? What kind of tropes and occupations would be important to scoundrels in Scovland? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this playbook is about. So there's there's a lot of like culturally themed playbooks. There's there's a druid, there's a priest, mm-hmm. a priest, mm-hmm. pressed, and there's a bunch of other stuff. There's even a shipbuilder, which is surprisingly cool. That is like a craftsperson and raider. And one thing I one thing that happened was there actually ended up being multiple submissions in a similar theme that could all kind of work together or like a reimagine different versions of this. So there's um, the logbook project who is a designer and a friend of mine actually uh, created the echoes, which is a crew book, uh, a crew playbook starring Scovlander revolutionaries mm-hmm. set in Duskfall. Mm-hmm. So you could easily imagine that crew book of Scovlander revolutionaries with some of the playbooks for the, from the Scovlander playbooks. Mm-hmm. And then um, our own Zav from the discord created the uh, veteran playbook, mm-hmm. which is a really beautiful playbook with lots of cool art design in it. You should check it out. That is a veteran of the Scovlin War. Yeah. yeah that's a really cool idea. I, I love the, like you were saying, uh, there are a couple, you can either bring the tones of the playbook in line with Blades, or, you know, ignore mm-hmm. them, obviously. But I love also the ones that bring the setting of Blades into what makes their playbook, not just, like, the the dark ghost tone yes so like the, the skullvine ones and that kind of thing i tried to do that with my drowners as well because uh, the void sea is full of possibilities in my mind <laughs> right um we saw a couple that tried to play with special playbook kind of ideas whether it be i think we actually had two that were dealing with attaching machinery kind of reimagining the whole playbook but mm-hmm. for like a cybernetic kind of a feel to it. So like you're, you're, yeah, yeah. yeah, You're, you're augmenting yourself Mm -hmm. with uh, mechanical technology. Basically there were also multiple demon uh, themed playbooks. Sure. uh, Because that's, that's one that surprisingly it doesn't exist. You know, it's for, for, from in the special playbooks, like we have the vampire, the ghost and the hall, which are all kind of ghostly playbooks, but it's, it's, so it's kind of surprising that there isn't a, a demon playbook, yeah. even though demons play such a big role in the right. fiction. Well, part of it, um, I imagine, is because you can die, become a ghost, and then become the other things. I don't know if you can right. really become a demon. Travis just called in. Hi, Travis. Welcome, Travis. Hey, how's it going? What you got? What did You submitted one. I believe I saw it earlier. Yeah, would you like to talk about your playbook? I did. Um, I, I submitted the Culinarian, um, mm-hmm. which was more or less a terrible joke um <laughs> i mean i i did design it to kind of fit i i think you could play it in bla- like normal blades in the dark and have it be pretty in in theme very different not as much as the normal scoundrels but i definitely think you could play it there but it definitely was a, a last minute throw together Indeed, you were the last submission. Um, the the other submission, the arsonist, was actually p- submitted after the jam. Yeah, I I submitted the culinarian with two seconds to go, and I didn't know. <laughs> I was literally using itch.io for the first time, so yeah. I was like, I don't even know if this is this is going to go through. Yeah, that was after trying to design two different things that I still have. That I'll probably end up finishing and throwing over mm-hmm. at you. 
so you can throw them up there. But please, they both got a little out of hand design wise. I remember you talking about some of those on the Discord, yeah. For sure. Was the culinarian inspired by any kind of conversation or or thoughts that you had had previously to the jam? Not in terms of like what I wanted to see in the game or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I joined the jam like first day, and mm-hmm. I was I was working on stuff. I am relatively busy. I maybe had one day a week to like kind of put something together, going over it. But uh, the running theme was that I wasn't going to get anything in at all. And I'm fairly active on the Discord, so mm-hmm. there's a few people who I had spoken to repeatedly and stuff like that. And I was joking like, oh, well, there's a reason my name's white, you know, because I don't have the designer tag. And then she who ships in darkness gave me a random tag that was just uh, the nutritionalist or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And upon receiving that tag, I designed the culinarian. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. I kind of wondered where that tag came from. Does that make sense? I I don't know. She she was like, "There's a tag on the Discord, and nobody has it, but it exists. I'm giving it to you." And I was like, "All right." The neutrinalist, because it's spelled wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I love her sense of humor. <laughs> wow, uh, that's some goals. I need to have a random tag of my mm. own on the Discord. <laughs> I like that story a lot. Um, <laughs> also, props on submitting it with almost almost the last second, the penultimate second. Right. <laughs> Did you have any favorites in the um, jam? Um, yeah, I didn't follow the entire jam. It was definitely getting a lot more stuff, and I still haven't gone over all of them. I'm sure there's a lot to look at. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did get a few of them as they were coming out especially earlier uh one of the ones i really liked was the the bargeist mm-hmm. um yes i wanted to talk about that so please continue yeah the bargeist was it's so cool and it looks really nice like the entire layout and the abilities um the fact that it's not necessarily a human like the design ideas behind it are very interesting because it's also not designed as a special playbook um mm-hmm. So theoretically, you can veteran into some of those abilities. And the cool thing is, I think everything about it works. Like, it's not like yes. being a monster, like a ghost, and veteraning into those abilities where it's like, eh, does that really make sense? Um, a lot of the, the Bargeist's abilities are like, they're reasonable. You can have a different person take them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is always cool. The bar- I really loved the Bargeist when I saw it. Uh, it kind of. Uh, put a, a really cool spin on some of the monster playbooks we had been seeing up until that point. Um, because this one was something that could work as a in, in the normal themes of the game in, in a really cool way where it's like adding this kind of cursed creature almost, mm-hmm. or, or this like ominous presence that is scary probably to everyone around right. them. Mm-hmm. Um, you could maybe one, I thought I even had was you could maybe even use it to play the, the pet of someone else you know, yeah. in, in an interesting mm-hmm. way. Or, like you said, you know, you could take the abilities and they all kind of work on their own. Uh, it's by Briar Sovereign, who, if at Gazelle on Twitter, people don't know they are a legit designer. They're designing uh, a game called Armor Aster Advent, which uh, people might be interested, so check check them out. And also, I just want to say, like, because of that, they're, it's a very, very well-designed playbook, like, uh, the the 
abilities are really good. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The items are also cool because it has mm-hmm. like tooth and claw, and it's just like it's nice. They just are like describing parts of the creature. You know what I mean? Right. But definitely yeah. something that's part of it. Did it do anything special for how it could use like demolition tools or anything like that? Like the generic items? Um, I don't think it really did no. like, prescribe, okay. <laughs> but it does have a special ability where you can turn into a humanoid. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for moments at a time or, or maybe longer, you can turn into a person, that basically, if you want, which is cool. You're kind of, to my mind, like you could play this as multiple things. You could play it as a demonic character. You could play it as almost like a something like out of Sherlock Holmesian kind of like ghost town kind mm-hmm. of a thing, if you really want. You could play it as a were creature, if you sure. really like. Um, there's all kinds of ways you can kind of take this playbook and it's up to your imagination. You could even, honestly, there's no reason you couldn't play this as a person. Mm-hmm. If you took this playbook, uh, with more, you know, and kind of reverse the theme and right. have like these shield features on occasion, it's, it's up to you because just because the, the abilities are designed with, with that to allow that kind of stuff. Very cool. Um, Anything else you got, Travis? Yeah. Any other thoughts on the jam? I, so I, I'm active on the discord in a way that's like not exactly the same as a lot of people who are in the hacked area. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like design stuff a whole lot. Um, but I, I do like, I enjoy design in general. Uh, and I think looking at a lot of these, it's fun to see, um, even just like the layout, like the, the affinity, um, mm-hmm. templates, which you put up are, are great. And I love the accessibility like you mentioned earlier is absolutely fantastic but um like playing with that i i've never really done stuff in affinity or like the design on that aspect Mm -hmm. like visually but i i really like all the concepts that go into design uh like designing special abilities and keeping like as succinct as you can to describe something without being blurry or confusing and then on the visual side like putting those all together it's it's a lot of fun stuff like just looking through the playbooks and seeing the layouts and stuff things people did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel i feel like uh one fun thing about designing a playbook for the jam or otherwise is whatever your strength is creatively you can emphasize that so if even if you're really your strength is like visual art you can you can really make something visually striking and interesting using layout software or just like your, your own artistic ability to create like a really cool cover. There's lots of really cool art that people created for their playbooks and such, or, you know, if it's writing, maybe you don't care about whether it will fit into an official playbook and you just want to (laughs) do fiction. That's cool too. Or maybe you make a supplement Mm -hmm. instead, that kind of a thing. There was one of the later entries was the giant journal of alchemy, which is just an alchemical uh, supplement to kind of give more depth to the alchemical substances that are already in the game mm-hmm. uh, or might be in the game. Yeah. I saw that. Mm-hmm. That also looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I have a thing for alchemy in general. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah. So thanks for joining us, Travis. Uh, we're coming up on an hour, so why don't we do like a quick shout-out to just a bunch of our favorites? <laughs> okay. Or, or however you want to I have it, it open. But... I'll, start from the, I'll start from the beginning. You go first, Jacob. All right. Um, I want to give a shout-out to The Surge. Well, yes. Travis, I'm going to ask you to kick out someone. Just someone else just called in. So let's have some one last person, and then we'll do this. Shout out. 
Sure. Okay. See you later, guys. See ya. Bye. Hey, so this is John. I'm guessing this is uh, John the Scroll from yeah. earlier. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Sorry, I feel like Andrew up to Juno. No, that's all right. We're, no. we're coming up towards the end, so let's go a little quickly. Uh, I'm not actually John the Scroll, although uh, uh, I'm um, Forzare on the Discord or Simon's in the chat here. Um, um, although I helped out John the Scroll with the Virtuoso, and <laughs> uh, he helped me out with uh, my playbook, which was the yes. Tar. The Tar. I don't know if I saw that one, but that's very cool. What is that one about? Uh, it's a Leviathan Hunter playbook with um, Great. like nice. supernatural tattoos. Oh, yes, it's yes. one of one of our nautical themed playbooks. Yes, very cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember the tar. The tar is kind of has the theme of like you're in new blood on the you know in whether it's on the seas or whether it's you're in Dustfall. Uh, you're mm-hmm. kind of like a a low level naval officer potentially or just sailor is that kind of the concept the 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 idea was that you'd be a sailor but like if you Mm. wanted to say you'd be an officer or whatever it's very much (laughs) the idea is that you you're not anymore you've retired back to the city Mm -hmm. because kind of like um you were saying about making things that would fit into the the core game or the core book Mm -hmm. i thought about like stuff that would work out on the void sea but i wanted it to live in in the city Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and this one specifically has some some interesting abilities and and themes dealing with tattoo, right? Yeah, so that was the like mm-hmm. the starting point was there's like one line in the book about a demon blood tattoo that like moves, mm. um, uh-huh. and I'd ran a campaign previously where a player had 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 that as their vice. They had the weird vice, and the idea was that they got like weird tattoos. Mm-hmm. But we didn't explore it in any depth, so I had this idea then of, well, what if you mechanicalized that and, and wanted to um, explore it? And originally, that was kind of going to be the whole the whole playbook was going to be about magic tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized that that wasn't as interesting <laughs> as, as, as kind of developing it's a character. Develop, it's hard to develop a person who is only about tattoos and not just... <laughs> Right. Have them just be a tattooist, and that's yeah. So, the, so there needed to be a person that the tattoos could go on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. I really like that, and um, I want to say like that's a the whole tattoo thing is something I've seen come up in a number of people's games and and what have you. In fact, I believe it was a significant thing in the Blood Letters actual play, which was one of the first Blades actual plays with with John and Strash. I think Strash is character actually was a tattooist who dealt with uh, uh, demon blood tattoos or something. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool to now have a playbook where you can enact that uh, that kind of fiction. Yeah. It is very cool. And it fits right in my playbook. The Drowners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which, yeah, by it the was way, interesting how many people were interested in doing not, like nautically influenced stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. People have been hungering for, you know, the promised Leviathan Hunter campaign stuff, which mm-hmm. maybe some of that already exists, but it's just hard to access right now sure. or find. But I think that that was one impetus for the nautical theme stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly part of it. Did you have any? Do you other, have any favorite? Yeah, favorites? Yeah. Uh, I really, there was a couple of things I quite liked. I quite like the Warden playbook that lets you play a Spirit Warden. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. And... Uh, I, I particularly like they have an ability that just straight up makes them immune to ghost possession because you that, that's kind of a job requirement for being a spirit warden, I presume. Right. Or they can delay arcane, which I thought was interesting. You can't like 
you can't make arcane effects just go away, but you can delay them. You can suppress them for a minute. So I thought thinking about the tool set that a spirit warden would need mm-hmm. to, to get their job done uh, was really interesting in some of those abilities. Yeah. Uh, I also really love the ability on the, the pledge, the one for playing like the rookie, where other people get uh, reduced stress when they protect you. I thought that was very clever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really liked mm-hmm. that one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was Yeah, it was kind of like a different take on one that I think Sean Nittner had done some time ago that was a similar concept, but his was a little more humorous in terms of like its design. And the pledge is kind of a little more serious version of that concept that I, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I can't remember if I did or planned on doing so. I think I took that ability basically and put it in my own hack. Like someone who gets it is easier to protect. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. I think. Yeah. Um, so do we want to continue and talk about our favorites to, nice. to kind of do this out? Thank sure. you for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think I was saying The Surge, uh, who is by Mistletoe Kiss slash She Who Ships in Darkness. Yes. Was like almost, it reminded me of like a cyberpunk hacker, but very still ghost punk electrical, like electroplasm kind of thing. Mm-hmm which I thought was a fun idea. I could see that changing the tone of a campaign, but being really exciting. Yeah. One that doesn't need a lot of introduction that we already talked about. Definitely. The Prince was really cool Mm -hmm. to see just because it's, it's a playbook that has a narrative bent to it. Um, You know, it's taking that trope of the uh, aristocrat or of the wealthy print King Prince, whatever, who, who goes down to the slums to pretend to be a scoundrel for a little while. (laughs) Uh And it's running and it's just running with that. You know, but that's a cool concept and it would be fun to play. I can see how it could easily be fun to play. Yeah, sure. um, and, it, and it takes it seriously in the blade setting where like you don't have to actually worry about your lifestyle because you technically have the maximum. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. It's, just, it's more about being discovered is the right. drama of that playbook. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The Quell is about the Deathlands and like yes. being a Deathlands wonder. And I'm surprised we didn't get more of that. Like that's another area of the lore that is not covered much, but there's so much room for. There there are a couple of playbooks that have elements of that. Mm-hmm. So I know in the Scovelin playbooks, there's one uh, that actually has, deals with that a little bit. Um, I forget which one from that supplement. But the the next one I wanted to talk about, uh, The Animus um, by Azopian, is a, a really well-designed playbook that's about kind of being a druid. Um, mm-hmm. In a world in which the natural world has been totally devastated mm-hmm. by, you know, the disaster um, a thousand years ago, but they have some, they have a bunch of moves that make them abilities that make them really good in the Deathlands and uh, that connect them to what of what is left of nature, basically. Sure, that's um, a very cool. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else we got? I love. Uh, I think it's a spark grafted, and the other one that you mentioned earlier, uh, yes. that are like the attaching equipment. That one was also by Sophie, I think. Yeah, they're both they're really also... well designed too. Yeah, even though they're very similar concepts, like right. is they're both worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think one of them is designed as a kind of supplement to the game, and one of them is a special playbook, if I remember okay, correctly. Sure. Yeah, so you might choose which one you want to use based on what your needs for your campaign. Right. Continuing the nautical theme, uh, one that's really great because it can be used in good, well-designed and also it can be used as both a nautical playbook or as a just like a really cool special playbook 
in the standard setting is The Drowner by Oz Blake. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really cool special playbook that imagines uh, what if Leviathans could, you know, could send the drowned folks (laughs) that they have killed back to the surface um, in kind of this weird zombie state, but you're still, you know, you still have plenty of life in you. Um, But they have, they have these, uh, it, it's a special playbook, so it's a supernatural critter. Right. But they have they have kind of these this influence of the Leviathan inside of them. Yeah, that one was cool. I saw that when I was uploading mine, which has almost exactly the same name, and I was worried someone had just like taken an idea or something. I was like, no, it's different, but and it it's very different. It could be in the Drowner's it crew. Could. You could exactly. definitely play a Drowner in the Drowner's, but if if that wouldn't be too confusing. But yeah, uh-huh. that one was also a really cool idea. Um, one Absolutely. Last, one last ones I want to shout out as well is the Roof Ballers. <laughs> yes. By the a couple of Drakes. Uh, that was a hilarious idea, and I could totally see that for a lighter-hearted kind of campaign. I could too. There's a bunch of them that I feel like, you know, it, again, if we make a collection, or mm-hmm. if I go through the, the um, Excel sheet that has some of them collected. Playbooks that kind of add more levity right. to the game, to the yep. setting, is definitely something I could see doing. Yeah. Uh, and Roof Ballers would be a good crew book for some of that. Yeah, definitely. Continuing highlights, um, the Void Shanty uh, is another kind of nautical-themed one that is basically someone who's all about music mm-hmm. uh, by Eli Kurtz, by, yep. by our friend Eli Kurtz. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool one. It's you know someone who's a sailor, but also is very specifically into shanties yes for luck you know straight up yeah that one that one was also cool there have been a couple musical ones because uh, on the playbook right below it is the siren for example uh I yes don't know how actually musical based that is but thematically <laughs> it's not it's okay. not at all Never it's mind. actually it's actually more of like the you know without limiting to gender it has some femme fatale themes to it ah uh, okay um right. yeah it, is, it cool. is not yeah it is a they that person submitted a number a, a series of playbooks it, that are all pretty cool. I, I actually quickly wanted to to go over. I think one of them might be maybe this one isn't connected. Um, the Radiant, um, which has a kind of a high minded theme of I believe it's a special playbook or or similar to one where it's it's it has the light in it has it is infused with light, which is a rare mm-hmm. thing in Dustfall, as you right. might imagine. Yeah. And they're kind of like this, they have this theme of being like kind of infused with, with the lost light of the world, which is an interesting theme to it and has some really evocative abilities that kind of supplement that. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a magical, if you ever want to do like a magical playbook, it has some, some of that in it uh, while sticking to kind of the main mechanics of the game. Yeah, very cool. Oh yeah, someone shouted out The Mischief. That was one I was going to shout out as well. Um <laughs> Uh, you are basically the Pied Piper and have rats that you can, or vermin, I suppose, that you can uh, do what you want with. Or are you just like, Not the only playbook to deal with rats. Either. It's true. What was the other one? Was there... I think that's the only one I saw, but I haven't, again, looked at all of them. Um, let's see. Uh, I know it was. I know who it was by. Yes. Uh, the Swarm by Scotto. Uh, okay. Yeah, the Mischief yeah. by Metal Overture, uh, Dan from the Discord. I know that he went back and forth on a bunch of those with people in the Discord. Uh-huh. I haven't looked at that one. The Swarm. It has it has some rat friends. Ah, nice. It's it's a little or well potentially rats. You know, it's right. this one it's maybe less themed on rats than, 
than the other one, but it definitely has some, there might be some crossover, maybe even like, you know, if you're, if you're choosing one or the other, you might get some special abilities from, from the other one uh-huh. might be a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Someone else kind of picked up on the fifties movie monster theme or like the classic horror theme. And there's a, uh, there's a Jekyll and Hyde themed one called the switchblade, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yep. That one. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, the picture looks exactly like Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> yes uh-huh. it has some other inspirations but for sure yeah i'd be curious to play the seeker as kind of uh indiana jones uh Lara Croft type archaeologist that is another surprising theme that maybe went along with some of the journalist crew books that we saw sure but uh, there's a few playbooks that are like kind of mundane-ish professions mm-hmm. and i'm not just talking about the quotidian from earlier but there's also there's like an arc there's archivists and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's multiple mm-hmm. versions of that kind of similar theme that we see. And one that I really liked is called the bookend playbook, mm-hmm. which is their title is they're an exoteric collector and scholar of things forgotten. So they're kind of an antiquarian archivist kind of type. And uh, it's, it's another well-designed playbook that you should definitely look at. Yeah. Um, be played. It, it feels like it has some legitimacy within like the standard playbooks, but also has kind of its its own strong thematic elements that you could use in different ways. So I could see them being involved in in various crew books that we saw pop up yeah. as well. You got any more before we wrap up? I think that that's probably good. We've talked about yeah in our wandering. We've talked about a lot of them. We covered all the ground. Certainly, we can't. We didn't. weren't able to cover yes. all the playbooks, and I really appreciate every submission that we mm-hmm. got. Definitely. Um, and there's a lot more that are definitely worth looking at too, uh, which is why I should really get on uh, updating the, the jam with that uh, Excel sheet uh, so people can more easily search it. Right. But know that if you go to the jam page, which will be quoted in this episode whenever mm-hmm. it goes up, or if you find it just by searching one of these playbooks or whatever, you can go to the submission page and you can search it by the most popular, by submission order, or the most recently submitted to kind of like more easily navigate things and they're all worth a look mm-hmm. at the very least yeah definitely yeah and if you're starting a new blaze game or starting a new character in a blaze game check them out for picking one of the core ones as well uh like we said earlier most of them some of them will change kind of how your uh, campaign looks but most of them will fit right in uh some of them will ch- add levity or that kind of thing if you're interested yeah if you're if you're looking at using these what i recommend is you know, talk to your GM about yes, it. Definitely. And and bring it up during session zero. Yes, definitely. And um, uh, yeah, be aware uh, and cautious if you're going to take any of these as veteran abilities, especially in combination with other like custom playbooks. If you've got two custom playbooks and you're trying to mash them together, sometimes it might work, but the designers did not necessarily intend that, and you might no break things in unexpected ways. So. <laughs> Very, very few people in this jam worked with each other to, yeah. <laughs> to make sure. Yeah, there's a lot of, there is overlap in different ways. People, mm-hmm. you know, wound up making similar abilities right. um, and what have you, or maybe even abilities that if if used in conjunction with each other could break the game because they weren't exactly. looking at each other's designs uh, whenever they were designing them. Right, like the example we gave before, someone uh, who has, you know, someone can protect better if three people have those abilities and you take all three then suddenly you're the most protected person in the world and you can't take any <laughs> that's... right we don't yeah mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't looked yeah 
no one's has scanned these for cross that would be god that would be an effort oh, yeah, to like exactly. log every ability and make sure none of them broke right. uh no combinations broke the game that would be wild right it's <laughs> one of the good things about having um all these like third-party created ones like not just ones that john harper mm-hmm. and evil hat have put out because people are if it was official people would assume that they could work together in a different way than having these be all third party you see that a lot mm-hmm. in D, especially older D editions just like they put out a million things and don't necessarily consider how they interact this is very similar to that so just uh, talk with your gm and have a session zero and decide what's acceptable and what's not and the last thing i would say is if uh, they inspire you or if you have an idea for a playbook feel free to talk about it on the discord and we people will help you out i know multiple people who had ideas and were hesitant about putting them into practice got help to lay out their playbook or in uh refining it to a mm-hmm. place where they felt comfortable submitting it yeah also don't feel like you need to have as high quality art or layout if that's not what you're no. into if that's not what you do uh Mm-mm. I'm sure plenty of them uh, started out and maybe ended up, I haven't looked closely again at all of them, as uh, Google Docs, you know, just here's a list yes. of abilities and stuff. So don't feel, yeah. if you've got an idea, it's better to put it out than feel like it's not polished enough. I highly encourage people to just use the Google Docs if that's what they were most comfortable using. And in fact, you know, the Google Docs template is a great place to start with any playbook before you get into you know, yes. laying it out in layout software or whatever. Right. That's generally good mm-hmm. advice is make sure you've got things as finalized as possible before you spend a ton of time on layout, unless you're into that. Unless, you know, if you enjoy that. <laughs> like I know. I, yeah. I don't take that advice. Right. That's, that's because I'm really into the layout part right. of it. And also, um, for me, you know, like you were saying earlier, one of the fun parts about uh, designing the playbooks is all the different things that go into it. And part of that for me is, seeing visually like i will change the way my abilities are written or the playbook is written Mm -hmm. to fit in the space allotted to me in the layout yeah right that's true um so the actual physical space of you know the the printed sheet is something that will influence me to change an ability sure um potentially which is an interesting design constraint that i don't think everyone should follow (laughs) but is a is a fun one to think about it's it's like being some similar to being offered like a prompt on a design problem yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so thank you for joining us and i'm glad so glad that we actually got several call-ins yes and people talking and this episode will probably be released in podcast form if you only got part caught part of it Mm -hmm. and in video form as well on our youtube page uh, oh excellent our, yeah all of our podcasts the audio is going on our youtubes as well so might as well put this with this yeah 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 our youtube mm-hmm. is hacked in the dark you can find it there uh it's also linked from our twitter and everything as well well jacob <laughs> this has been a great episode of hacked in the dark a podcast featuring forge in the dark games and their designers again i'm justin and i'm jacob and and jacob do you have anything you else you'd like to plug today before we go out if you have not heard of me or seen what I'm doing, I've been fairly involved behind the scenes in the Hacked in the Dark. I edit the podcasts for the most part. I'm also on the Virgin's actual play, and I am writing Asphalt mm-hmm. Trouble, a game about uh, bikers in the climate apocalypse surviving on the open road against corporate influences. Uh, you can find Beautiful. all my stuff at Jacob Also on Twitter or at jacobalso.itch.io.
and I'm also a designer and you can find my own stuff at, at Mothlands on Twitter or moth-lands.h.io on itch.io. My most recent stuff besides um, the playbooks I did for the jam, which also we didn't talk about it, but it includes a, um, a custom playbook for Band of Blades as well called The Spy. Besides that, uh, I most recently submitted to another jam, uh, my most recent jam, uh, a mini horror jam, which is for small, tiny little horror games. Uh, I suggest people join that because I don't want to be the only uh, submission. (laughs) (laughs) I submitted uh, True Wolf Moon, which is a role playing take on the classic game Werewolf or Mafia, as it's known in some circles. Mm -hmm. And I'm currently playtesting a Descend from the Queen game called Compersion. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a lot more stuff out there than I do. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's not a competition. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, I've been deep in Asphalt and Trouble, and hopefully <laughs> soon I'll have another edition out with an awesome cover and everything. Yeah. Yes. When do we get to playtest that on uh, on stream? Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. We're lining up the next and couple, and I think it's going to be on there soon. And maybe one day Mothlight. Yes, definitely. Eh? So I'd see that okay. one too. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful. And we need to have you on as a guest on this podcast as well. Talk about Mothlight sometime soon. Lovely. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. We're out.